In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on This Song, we'll hear from Chris Dowd. He's a vocalist and keyboardist for the band Fishbone. But before we get started, I want to put out a call to our listeners. Yes, that includes you listening right now. We here at Team This Song, we are working on a listener episode, and we want to hear your stories about the songs that formed and transformed you. So go ahead, record your story onto a voice memo and send it to us. We are at this song at KUTX.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd also love it if you'd take a minute to leave a rating or a review for this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, because... Like, it doesn't take a ton of time, but it does help us a lot. And now to Chris Dowd. He's a singer and a songwriter and a keyboardist and a founding member of Fishbone. Now, I just assume that everyone knows who Fishbone is, but in case you don't, here's a quick primer. They got started in the late 70s and were made up of brothers John and Philip Fisher, Walker Kibbe, Kendall Jones, Chris Dowd, and Angelo Moore. And they've gone through lots of lineup changes throughout the years with different members coming and going. But lately, they've returned to their original lineup, minus Kendall Jones. And even though they're known as a ska band, they play music that's like a mix of all genres. Definitely ska, but also jazz, funk, rock, hip hop, like it is all in there. And as you'll hear in my interview with Chris Dowd, that's very much by design. You see, the guys in Fishbone are all African-American, and all of them, except more, went through the experience of being bused to school from where they lived in South Central L.A. to the San Fernando Valley. And this experience of having to navigate between cultures, like between these versions of America, it impacted not only what kind of music they played, but what they tried to do and say with their music. When I talked to Chris Dowd, he told me about a song he heard as a kid, that really got him started on his path to being a musician. So, you know that song, I Can See Clearly? Mm-hmm. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be I remember being a little kid and hearing that come on the radio. And it's just one of those kind of songs that they're so uplifting. It's kind of one of those songs that structurally, say for the last five years, I've kind of been mesmerized by musically. The well-constructed, positive songs. They're hard to write. And uh, I just remember that song kind of just jumping out at me. Gonna be 
it's just, it's just, you know, like one of those songs you put on, you could be in the most horrible mood in the world, and it's just like you hear it, and it changes the energy in your body. It's like, you know, sometimes the world can just get so dark, and, you know, you can just put a song on it. It gives you five minutes to just, like, step out of your own problems and your own head and feel empowered. The closest person to having a music background was my uncle that taught me how to play piano. I knew at a very, very young age that, that um, that's what I wanted to do. How old were you when you started playing piano or learning? We got a piano in the house, maybe I was about seven or eight. And it was just from a fan point of view. And then as I got older, it's just something I committed to. Because the guys in Fishbone, I've known Fish since, he, you know, our drummer since he was like 11. Yeah. So it's kind of very... <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, when you, you hear Keith Richards and Big Jagger talk about, you know, I saw him on a, you know, I saw him on a platform and he had a Chuck Berry record <laughs> and I wanted it, mate. You know, they were like 11 to 12 years old. It was kind of the same, exact same thing. We just went to school and, and lived in the same neighborhood adjacent and uh, just listening to music and then, you know, sitting there figuring out what, what your contribution to it's going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up, I'm a, I'm the only musician in a family of, like, visual artists, so, like, I didn't grow up around anyone, and you have to go, like, way out on my family tree to find someone who has, like, any interest in music at all. So, yeah, so, so it what was, do you play? well, I sing, and I play guitar, and I can get around on piano, and I can, I mean, I can get yeah, around on stuff, you know what I mean? You but, know like, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, would you call Bob Dylan, like, some, you know, like, he's not Hendrix on guitar. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Page, but... You know, or Lou Reed either. But you would definitely say, like, as writers, it seems to be like they were writers first, and the instrument was a tool to get to that place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I see, that's yeah. how I see myself. Like, I know too many guitar Me players too. to ever call myself, like, a guitar player, but, like, I will definitely consider myself more of a singer and a writer. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I feel, too. And it's a different... It's a different thing. And I guess if you were kind of holding all that stuff to that standard, just if we were going purely on, like, virtuosity, like, you would eliminate a lot of really cool music. Yeah, and a lot of great songwriters. Um, yeah. But you, so you're in it for the songwriting then. Yeah, I think, like, the storytelling. Like, Black Flowers is, like, where I kind of saw us in our journey at that time. And when you started writing songs, I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of different influences. Like, I mean, that's kind of the thing about Fishbone is that it's like everything all at once, right? It is, right? 
Yeah. I mean, was that something that you guys consciously did or were you were just kids? Were you just like, we're just going to do whatever we want because we're like kids? You know, you know what? I think, uh, and, and you play too, like, don't you feel like you just become just an amalgam of all the things that you are and where you are now? Yeah. And then it's like, and you know, being in a band, it's like everybody's kind of, hone their own taste and then you kind of fuse it into like this is what we sound like collectively i think it's like a, a combination of like what you were influenced by is constantly being reinforced and then what you're you know being energized by now you came of age like as a band in the the mid 80s and the late 80s kind of the reagan bush years in the 90s sure and you wrote a lot about that i mean you wrote a lot about what what it was like and you you were doing a lot of social and political commentary and now you've rejoined the band in the trump era and i just like when you were like you know a kid and you were starting the band and you were writing these songs did you expect that you know when you got around to 2018 maybe things would be in a different place you know as a species but no human being uh my biggest fear, and I think our biggest fear when we were trying to say stuff in reality in my surroundings and even the first EP, like, ugly, like, you know, because you have a producer that's trying to get you to maybe not be political. Right. <laughs> like, let's just smarm your shit down a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, like, ugly is about Ronald Reagan. For some people who grew up in Calabasas, the police showing up means a different thing. You know, you're here to protect my property and my citizenry, whatever, right? Right. But if you grow up where we did and the kind of things that happened, like, you know, I, the vivid thoughts that happened to me, like, you know, can you imagine being like 13 years old on your Tony Alva skateboard and being surrounded by LAPD because you fit some description at like 13? And then you look at all these shootings that are going on now, and it's just caught on, on um, you know, just somebody standing there. Or the thing that happened at the, the kids at Denny's and Trayvon Martin and all this stuff. It's just like the difference between it now is that people are sitting there with cameras. Like this thing that African-American people have been talking about for years amongst ourselves in this sort of, like, separate society or, you know, segregated or, or integrated, this two Americans. And certainly art can be this amazing thing that unifies stuff, and that's where Fishbone kind of fit in in the artistry. Like, so, yeah, I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been woke for a long time. And, and, and to distill it down to one simple message, and we put it on the t-shirt a long time ago. Fuck racism. <laughs> and the thing that I feel fortunate about is that you have an entire generation of 
kids that have grown up in this country that do not see the world that way and don't want to see the world that way and don't want to tolerate the world being that way. So do you think that what you guys are doing in Fishbone now, is it the same thing that you were trying to do when you were kids? Is it the same just trying to... Yeah, it, it is, except for, you know, <laughs> you live life and you get divorced and, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, you have kids of your own and you fuck them up too and, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like all that with baggage. Right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, for real. And, <laughs> I, you know, as an artist, I think, like, in a very real sense, the constant, like, building up and tearing down your own ego and figuring all that out. And then, you know, what really drives a creative person or what drives your art or your vision. We won't see the end If we party till our colors blend Party till Saddam's your friend Never drop a bomb again You know, you just came back to Fishbone after being gone for a while. Um, yeah, 24 years. 24 years. That's a long time, yeah. right? Oh. You expressed yeah. a little frustration because sometimes you guys get called like a ska band. Yeah, and I think that's that's really like, and you were asking about like what was the sound sonically. And I think, you know, you grew up African-American in the United States and you could not, if you're any person that's paying any attention to what's going on in your environment and you're exposed to anything and you're paying any kind of attention, you couldn't sort of help but be politically aware, right? And so in that sort of political awareness of, like, you know, listening to, like, growing up on, like, Sly and the Family Stone and realizing that he was trying to create the sound that was going to, instead of divide people, unify people and so that became kind of the mantra when we were like 12 13 year old kids getting bus to the valley and sort of being exposed to this like sort of um, you know middle class upper middle class ideology you know being being a voyeur right about it and then going back to where you live and sort of like, well, what's the balance between the two things? And then so the music kind of starts to reflect that sort of life experience. Yeah. And so I thought sonically what we were really trying to strive for was to, like, unify people. The music started to reflect it in a way that it was just like, okay, well, let's take, let's borrow this Metallica thing and put it with this, like, you know, Tribe Called Quest thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of like, we're kind of unified by this sort of love of music. So why can't society evolve socially and spiritually based on that idea? So the jumping around stylistically was kind of like, let's just unify all this shit and make it fish bone. You know, and, and talk about music. Like I feel so blessed to have like been able to live in different places and have that kind of life. It's it's just a very fortunate place to be, and and then it and then it also offers this opportunity to like change people's thought and empower people. If you're any type of person with any kind of character, it's an awesome amount of responsibility too. But even if you're not, you know, you're not playing some arena somewhere, or you're just playing some club, 
and people come to see you play. It's a it's an amazing privilege. I wish every day the sun would shine. Take me to another place in my life. Everything is beautiful. And no one's a need, no sign of me to rule our soul. And this is Everyday Sunshine by Fishbone. It's a song that, like I Can See Clearly by Johnny Nash, makes you feel really good. And you know, Fishbone, they have a mission of bringing people together through music. They've done it. They've been doing it for years, and they will continue to do it. In fact, they're going to be part of a Caribbean cruise that sets sail in March. You can find a link to ticket information for that cruise on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. KUTX is the radio station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast. Just think you could be sailing the high seas, partying with Fishbone. When you go to the show notes page, you'll also find a Spotify playlist there. So you can hear all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This interview was edited by Nadia Hamdan, and the episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast, and it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hardproof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.